0: Hello, welcome, and thank you for listening to the verse of the day where we believe that the Bible is not just a book about the past, but that it is full of power and wisdom for today. I'm honored that you would take just a minute out of your day to listen and learn from God's word together. This week begins the best week of the year, Holy Week, the week that we celebrate the single most important event in the history of the universe, the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what it's all about. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. The one thing that changes everything. That everything that has been broken will be fixed and restored And redeemed and resurrected because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and how he rose again to new life on that third day. And because we're getting into Holy Week, what I thought we would do this week is push pause on some of the verse submissions that I've received. I've got some really great ones lined up and ready to go, but I want to push pause on those so that we can this week look at different events that happened in Jesus' life as he headed towards the cross. As we look at the accounts of the last week of Jesus' life in the Gospels, what we find is that there is important events that happen leading up to Good Friday. And so what we're going to do is each day this week, we're going to take a minute and look at one of these important and pivotal moments from the last week of Jesus' life preparing ourselves and preparing our hearts to remember the Lord's death on Friday and to celebrate his resurrection on Sunday. So today we're going to look at Jesus entering into Jerusalem. Now I know it's Monday and Palm Sunday was yesterday. However, I want to start here because this really is where Holy Week begins. So in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus sends his disciples to go and to get a donkey for him for him to ride into Jerusalem seated on a donkey in fulfillment of Zechariah 9:9 9, 9, which was a prophecy that said behold your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey. Then in verse 8 of Matthew 21 it says that most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. And others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered into Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowds said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Then in Luke chapter 19, verse 39, it says, And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And then when we turn over to John chapter 12, and verse 12, it says, The large crowd had come together for the feast, and they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Down in verse 17, it says the crowd had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead and that they continued to bear witness about this. Verse 18, the reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So, what John points out to us is that this comes right on the heels of Jesus having raised a man from the dead. That this sign that he had done of raising Lazarus from the dead, this sign, this miracle had happened in Bethany, which is just right outside of Jerusalem. It was about two miles. So, in our thinking, in our modern way of thinking, in our modern cities, that's the same city. Nevertheless, Bethany was outside of the city walls, and so two miles from. Jerusalem. Jesus had just performed this sign. Many of the people who had seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead had gone and spread the word just a few days prior about this miracle in Jerusalem. And so now all of these crowds have gathered for the Passover feast, which is coming up. And Josephus, who is a Jewish historian from that time, he tells us that for Passover, up to Two million people could gather in and around Jerusalem to come and to celebrate this feast. This was the greatest, the grandest, the most important holiday in the Jewish calendar. And so when it says a crowd came out to meet Jesus, we're not talking about 50 people. We're not talking about 100 or a couple hundred people. We're most likely talking about tens of thousands of people who have gathered, who have heard about this man, Jesus, who have heard about the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the teaching that he's done, and now he is coming to Jerusalem. Rumors had gone out that this was the Messiah, that this was the king, that God had promised, that Yahweh, the Lord, had promised to his people, this deliverer who who would come and deliver his people and set up the kingdom of God and reign on the throne of King David, all of the promises that had pointed towards the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah, and he is coming, and the people are so excited. The the excitement level, you, you cannot even begin to imagine what they would have been feeling, what they would have been thinking as they have lived under oppression for generations that now a king is coming, a king who will deliver us, who will save God's people. And so as Jesus enters into the city, the shouts go up, the shouts of praise, Hosanna, which means save us now. They're shouting, save us, save us, save us. They say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord that's not just the the title Lord it's the personal name of God Yahweh or Jehovah they said he is coming to fulfill all of the promises that God has promised to his people throughout the centuries yet Jesus does not come into the city riding on a horse Jesus doesn't come into the city riding on a stallion he comes into the city riding on On a donkey. You see, a king who was coming to conquer a city, he always comes riding on a horse. But Jesus is not coming to overthrow Rome. He's not coming to overthrow the religious establishment. He's not coming as a political leader. He's coming as the Lamb of God. He's coming in peace. Not to do war with the Romans, but to do war with the devil. And he's coming in peace to bring us peace. And the very sad thing is that these same crowds who are on Sunday shouting, save us, save us, are the same crowds that are shouting on Friday, crucify him, crucify him. You see these people wanted a military leader. These people wanted someone to fix their political problems, but that's not why Jesus came. Jesus came not to defeat Rome, but to defeat sin and Satan and death. And so Jesus does not come riding on a horse. He comes riding on a donkey, fulfilling this promise that God had made. Your king is coming riding on a donkey. It's a very sad thing that the crowds turned on Jesus so quickly, yet as we look, we see that actually they were just fulfilling the plan of God, that this was the plan of God, that this is what God had predestined to take place, to purchase salvation for you and for me. Now there's coming a day in the future where Jesus will once again enter into Jerusalem. But this time, this next time, He's not coming riding on a donkey. We read about it in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. The Apostle John, in the vision he sees, he says, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty and on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Listen, when Jesus comes back He's not coming in humility. He's coming in glory. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming in poverty. He's coming in victory. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming as the suffering servant. He's coming as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I don't know about you, but I cannot wait for that day. I cry out, come Lord Jesus, come. I cannot wait for the day when the sky splits open and Jesus comes riding on a white horse. Dear friends, that's what we have to look forward to. Our king who conquered death, Satan, and sin, who is returning and returning soon. Listen, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. I hope you're looking forward to that day. I hope that that idea of that day doesn't put fear in your heart, but joy. But if you're sitting there and you think, oh, my goodness, I I don't know if I'm ready. Get ready. Today is the day of salvation. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Turn from your sin and trust in him. Because when the sky splits open and he returns, it will be too late. Today is the day that you get right with God. Okay, I've done enough preaching today. We're going to jump back in to the last week of Jesus' life tomorrow. I hope you're looking forward to it. I can't wait. We'll see you then.